Welcome to the Sailing Into Oblivion podcast. I'm your host, Jerome Rand. All right, today we have Carrie. She's super nervous. She's living on a boat right next to Mighty Sparrow. Welcome, Carrie. It's good to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Should we crack our, <laughs> we're having white claws tonight? I just cracked mine. <laughs> nice. What flavor are you having? Lime. Nice. Ooh, delicious. Actually, that's uh, my least favorite, to tell you the truth. I'm doing mango, which well, is my... your least favorite. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there we go. We've got something in common. <laughs> I'm going to try and make this podcast as painless as possible. Carrie was a little bit uh, apprehensive, can mm-hmm. we say? <laughs> but I really wanted to get Carrie in here because she's uh, a very interesting person, and one of the first things I definitely want to talk about are her two beautiful little puppies. That Aww. She bravely lives on a, how big is Kaimana? 34. 34-foot hunter. Yeah. So she's, uh, if you listen to the podcast, I interviewed Aaron, who is her other half on that boat, and... Uh, now I got the better half. Sorry, Aaron. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Well, cheers. Thank you for coming on. I mm. appreciate it. This should be pretty fun. We can talk about whatever you want. It's no big deal. Okay. You know, just imagine, I the way I sort of think about it, imagine you're tuning into this podcast, driving to your job through traffic for the next hour. I'm so sorry. There we go. See, you're already <laughs> empathizing with the audience. That's great. That's exactly what we want to hear. Yeah. Rather be going down the ICW for an hour than driving on a highway. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> and see, you know, they're already, we're, we're hopping onto a subject. The ICW terrifies me because I'm a solo sailor. Mm-hmm. So being on the ICW, I have to do everything. If anything happens down below, I don't know what I can do because nobody's on watch. You like the ICW. Yeah. It's, I mean, but we don't have any experience going outside anyway, so I might like that better. But, I mean, as far as, uh, like, experience-wise, this was our first time down. So it was really interesting to see all the different little towns and stuff along the way. They were all just different, and I just fell in love with each one of their charms. Well, and <laughs> honestly, see, that's uh, uh, a big thing that I always get asked is is why don't I stop in places? And I, I do on little trips, but obviously on the big trip I couldn't. But I do. I, I mean, I, I only see the, you know, the open ocean, no land, all that sort of stuff. And you get to see all these cool little things yeah. in these places, and you stop a lot of places. I mean, where, when you came down to here in South Carolina, where did you come from? Um, we came from Deltaville, Virginia, so that's where we bought the boat, um, and then just came all the way down. I, I see the view from there. So I think my favorite stop was probably Oriental, little town. I want to say it's in North Carolina. Yeah. I think it's, yeah, Oriental, North Carolina, because that's yeah. around Cape Hatteras, isn't it? I think it's close. People kept talking about it around there, but. I need to have that chart here. <laughs> I really you, do. You can ride bikes around that town, and it's just very homey, I guess. You can ride bikes? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can ride bikes down the road, <laughs> and no one runs you over. So. Ah, yes, that's a. It's very quaint. You know, there's a there's a little island up in northern Michigan called Mackinac Island, 
mm-hmm. where there's no cars allowed at all. Really? I think I think they might have they have an ambulance and they might have like a fire truck, but everything else is horse-drawn carriages uh-uh. and <laughs> bicycles. And the big thing to do, it's it's a small island. I think to to bicycle around the whole thing is like eight and a half miles. Wow. And it's got this historic little town. There was there was like all this huge money, you know, the like the Wrigleys and all these um super rich people from back in like the 1800s built these insane wooden cottages up there like four-story gables and all sorts of like they look like dollhouses they're beautiful but the whole place (laughs) is uh oh they're gorgeous yeah the whole place is all bicycles there's no there's just no actual cars i mean it smells like horse poop but that's like part of the charm takes you back to like a circus childhood memory yeah oh no no for sure well and they have one big hotel up there called the grand hotel which i think still sports the world's largest porch wow yeah it's like a football field but you have to like to go there you have to have slacks and a button down oh, collared yeah. shirt and all that sort of stuff it's, it's kind of weird but you know, i don't know i spent a lot of time up there when i was a little kid so do you fun. ride in the horse carriage in your three-piece suit you can, yeah. Oh, yeah. You can. You take a ferry over there, and um, you know you're you're looking at Mac, the Mackinac Bridge, which is beautiful. It's absolutely massive. It's five miles long, and uh, and then you get over there, and you can be picked up in the most opulent, crazy carriage, or wow. it's just like you know the the people mover. That's you know eighteen <laughs> people and two horses, four horses, four or you things. just rent a bike and you ride around. But uh, I don't know kind of a crazy place but so yeah how come how i guess how come in uh oriental why what makes it different i don't know there was just like a charm to it and it was kind of like one of those towns that everybody knows everybody kind of thing and Bellhaven was really cute too but it didn't feel as charmy but they had the best restaurant that I did on the ICW called Spoon River. Ooh, shout out Spoon River. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> they had, I got some, like, steak pasta thing. And for some reason, they had, like, this homemade, like, sriracha kind of sauce. But they put it, like, drizzled it on a plate underneath your plate. So you didn't taste the heat from it, but you smelled it. So it was kind of like a they were playing with your senses kind of oh. thing there. Yeah, it was really interesting. That's very cool. Yeah. Well, and see, yeah, again, that's those are sort of the things that that I've always missed out on, and mostly because I'm alone. But I mean, obviously, you and Aaron, and the two pops, it sort of makes it a, a different sort of adventure. Yeah, and I think you could do the ICW alone if you really wanted to. Just the it whole sounds like a nightmare. No, 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 no. <laughs> like you can go just. Well, I mean, you would have to be motoring. So. Yeah. What if my engine starts overheating? What do I do? Drop. It, well, it depends where you are. Well, you could drop an anchor. Just drop anchor and just sit there Fix and it. get in the <laughs> way of it. Honestly, that's one of my biggest fears is to have engine failure and then I have to drop anchor and then I'm in the middle of the channel in the way of everybody. But at least you're not up against the rocks. True. And but, they can go around. <laughs> yeah, no. I my honestly, I it, it it's that dreaded thought of having to call Seato and pay you know thousand bucks or whatever. Yeah. To get towed to a marina. You don't have the insurance for that. What? <laughs> yeah. No. Our our insurance uh, is Seato included, so we don't oh. really double. We don't sweat it. 
but no sweat. We, you know, it's like a flat tire on the road. Like, ah, oh, AAA, they'll yeah, come get us. Pretty much. <laughs> no, that's cool. But our, um, yeah, we did have actually an incident that we were coming out of a narrow channel and Aaron was like, kill the engine. And so I was like, okay, you know, and I didn't know what was going on. He was just shouting and he was down below. He had our engine hatch open and everything like messing around with it. And I'm like, we're drifting. Like, can I can I fire it back up? You know, and and um, basically a belt, something gone wrong with a belt on it. Uh, oh, really? Like a split or something like that. So he was trying to fix it, and I just kept seeing the channel marker get closer and closer. And I'm like, Aaron, can I fire it back <laughs> up? Like, don't worry. And he's like, Okay, okay, go. And so I fired it back up, and it just it was. It was a, a circus, <laughs> like trying to, because we had already started turning bow towards the channel marker. Yeah. So to get like whipped back around and to get away from it was, it was close. <laughs> so, but I think that was our only real close call with anything. So. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah. And I mean, how many miles is it from where you guys started to get down here? Like. Um, about a couple hundred. Four months for us. Four. <laughs> so I don't know what that it's is. It's not mileage; it's the months. <laughs> I don't know what that is in miles, but it's, it's, it's it is way. because we did take so much time in each little town um, that we. I think Kelsey, the girl that we met here, yeah, um, she got here in about twenty days. I think she said or something like that. So I mean, it is. You can make it as long as you possibly can, or you can try to make it shorter. So it just depends on what you want to do or see. Well, were you guys always staying in marinas, or did you anchor mm, a lot? No, we um, we have a issue with our batteries. Like every few days, we needed to hook up. Um, our refrigerator kind of drains it. So I was actually thinking about just what even when you're motoring. Um, it helps like recharge when we're motoring. But I don't really know like the whole mechanics of it or everything. Oh, but maybe that was the belt that went out. Was the alternator belt? Well, that's another one. He pulled into Southport because I had to go run ashore and grab something real quick from a store. And while we were in this like one hour day slip, he swapped the alternator. And there's like no working on boats or whatever in here. But uh, he was like hiding in there. That. Like, so ridiculous. Yeah, I understand it. Like they don't want parts and broken boats sitting there. But well, yeah, they don't want mostly they don't want people sanding, you know, the cap rail and, well, and yeah. <laughs> using saws and all that sort of in stuff. In a day slip. <laughs> but if you have to maintain your boat, especially if it's down below and it's not loud, I don't, there's mm -hmm. just no reason. It's so. I've been, I've I've experienced that down in Florida and it's yeah you, you do you just have to like hide it you're, yeah you're sort of like <laughs> wheeling boxes towards the boat of equipment you're <laughs> like, eh, it's just liquor it's just rum <laughs> yeah yeah right <laughs> um but yeah he was fixing that real quick when I went to the store so he swapped alternators like super fast and um good on him yeah so it's just little things like down the ICW but it doesn't really it's not hard like if say you were alone you could have just went and tied up to the dock same thing and just fixed it like i wasn't there i wasn't helping so right because right. i had to go to the store i mean i wouldn't have known well but at the same time though you know I, I what do you have to do with the dogs though because obviously they've got to get off the boat um yeah that was another thing like i would have their business yeah that was actually a venture in itself trying to find different places um we would 
pull up on like muddy banks or find like the random like pier that probably belongs to someone but no one's around <laughs> um, here's a little present for you <laughs> get out go Aaron hit it Oh my god. Or we would like pull up to marinas and just be like, hey, can we just let our dogs out? You know, and that, what is that noise? That is the sound of the uh, uh one of the dock lines. Oh. I have, I I never bought new dock lines for this boat, so they're they're all like ancient, literally forty year old lines. So it literally sounds like when puppies like trying to throw up or something. Oh right. <laughs> I was like, nope. you have a dog. In Puppy here. is your older, <laughs> bigger dog, right? He's or is younger. Rudy older? Yeah, Rudy's older. He's a, uh, he's thirteen. He's a rat terrier, and Puppy is seven. He just turned seven on Valentine's Day. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm, I love Puppy. Um, and he is a Labrowini. So a he's... Labrowini. <laughs> oh my gosh! Cheers to that. Yeah, that's a good name. <laughs> if I was gonna have any sort of. Uh, the the one dog I would I would always try and steer clear from is anything with a doodle attached. Oh, to it. absolutely. <laughs> Something just gets me so mad about hearing doodle. doodle. <laughs> what about snickerdoodles? <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but it's I don't like it. You don't oh, like really? it? <laughs> I don't like it. No. Snickerdoodles. Yeah. Anything. Yeah. I don't. I'm sorry, people with doodles. Well, but. no, Rudy. Rudy is is my favorite of the two. Uh, having you know hung out by the bonfire and stuff, just because Rudy's so small. I, I'm I'm a big fan of small dogs. But mm-hmm. uh, what are the scars from? Um, he was a rescue. Um, Good on you. That's awesome. He apparently was burned when he was younger, and Jeez. someone someone told me it looked like. Okay, well, I put him in like a rover, which is like a dog babysitter thing, mm-hmm. and she was. A vet or something, or vet tech, I don't know, something in the past. But she was like, this looks exactly like an oil burn. So I'm like, oh, poor thing. Like, I guess someone, like, poured oil on him or I don't uh, know. It's, it's down his back. And he, actually, his whole entire back was, there was no fur at one point. And um, so I guess that was his scar that was left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so. But uh, he healed up pretty good from that. Um but people always ask, like, what's that? You know, and I feel terrible that ever happened to him. But he has a good home now. <laughs> yeah, he do, he definitely does. Yeah. He gets a lot of love. He's I mean, spoiled. <laughs> it's definitely spoiled. I mean, when when I go on your boat and we're hanging out in the cockpit, it's great to have Rudy right there, right on your lap. That's what I like about little dogs is they can just hop right up and you can sort of, I don't know, just be close to them when they're big. Mm-hmm. Like my parents, they, they, they're on their second Great Dane. Oh my God. <laughs> Mom, if you're listening, <sighs> no, I I will try my best to get along with your dog, but I think I have like childhood uh, fears of those. My Uh-oh. my aunt Nancy, she she had Great Danes, but they were literally when I was a kid, they were taller than me, super oh, yeah. intimidating. This one called Abraham, and uh, the worst part is, is I'm sitting there like obviously shaking when this dog is like <laughs> coming at you. <laughs> And then all my aunts and uncles are like, oh, no, it's, it's a fine dog. It won't do anything. And I'm just like, well, why is it shoving its 10-pound head in my face? Even his know. name is intimidating. Yeah, Abraham. Abraham. Mm. Vampire killers. <laughs> but, I mean, the, the dogs must give you quite a bit of enjoyment on the boat, right? Yeah. Um, aside from their, like, fur that I have to vacuum every day, that's puppy, actually. But Rudy's pretty good. 
hairless or furless shedding or whatever. Furless, um, yeah, it all no. got burned off. Oh, no, Rudy. no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it all grew back except for a little scar. <laughs> well, I guess, yeah, I mean, you know, if you're thinking about having a dog on a boat, like let's say, because I've always fantasized about it, but I don't, I, because I spend so much time out at sea, I don't think it, it would be, I feel like it would be, um, mistreatment of an animal to take it out to sea for you know nine months i don't think so i think hey guess what (laughs) your world's about to change oh when i I did first get them on the boat they were like what is this place but they instantly knew like for some reason like this is where i do not pee or whatever like i don't know how they made that connection but yeah they were pretty good at it and um for the first Okay, they did, each one of them did fall in <laughs> at one point whenever we first got the boat. Because oh, we, we were on like a um, a dock where it wasn't a floating dock. And so you had to either jump really high or really low or whatever it was. And so I would usually just have them jump off the side. Yeah. And at one point, um, I got to where they would actually go to the back and jump up to the dock. Okay. And that was their choice. They just started going back there. But um, they, <laughs> each one of them, like, Rudy was first. And he tried to do the jump, and he didn't give it enough effort. And so he fell in. And oh. So I'm like, oh, Rudy. And I was so scared. And like, I was, like, reaching in the water and grabbing him by his collar. And well, because, and, and just, because uh, the currents in the ICW are usually rolling pretty hard. So we're not talking, like, oh, it falls in and just swims around. No, it's being, like, swept away. Yeah, I mean, we were a little bit more protected right there because um, it was up in a channel kind of thing. But it wasn't like, whoosh, like Rudy's gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, no! But he was moving. <laughs> <laughs> so I grabbed him, and then the next time was Puppy. And he kind of did this, like, half jump and, like, Mufasa, like, pawed the dock. Like, oh, right, like hung right. on the cliff like, kind of thing. <laughs> And then his whole back half was just, like, hanging, and so then he fell. But I had to, like, scoop him. He actually went towards the side of the boat, and so that one, he was harder to get out. But he is a swimming dog. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. He looks like it. When Rudy was younger, like, he didn't want anything to do with pools. And so whenever I got puppy as a baby, I was like, whenever he gets a little bit older, I'm going to take him out in the pool in the backyard and, like, teach him, like, this is okay. Like, you need to learn how yeah. to swim. So uh, me and my friends. <laughs> oh, good thing. Yeah, we would take turns. We get all, we all get in the pool and be like, one of us will hold puppy, and then the other one would be like on the other side of the pool, and we let him go gently, and then be like, puppy, come here, you know, to the other person, yeah. and he just like swim all the way across, and he did good. So that kind of helped him learn, and then he like he used that in Hawaii too with ocean and stuff. So he really enjoyed that. But Rudy's not a water dog, but <laughs> can't can't you get little life jackets? We do. We yeah. Um, at one point, I was like, you know, I really need these jackets for them because I was so scared of losing them. And so I found Rudy's first. And then people were, like, giving me hell. Like, why doesn't Puppy have one? You know, but it's, it's hard to find. Puppy doesn't need one, right? <laughs> puppy oh. did Yeah, I mean, Rudy is older, so he, he really needed one bad. But um, Puppy, he can swim better, but I still wanted to get him one. But he's just so damn long. So it was hard to like find oh, yeah. a small jacket that was long, but I eventually found one in Bellhaven actually. So 
He, oh, nice. Yeah, they have bright yellow and a bright orange life jacket. <laughs> well, I expect to see those outfits on them at some <laughs> point. <laughs> That's always it's it's kind of like when you see people at, at a uh, a ski hill and oh. they've got their kids <laughs> leashed to them. It's always they're like, oh, yeah. look at that. That's when I always think, man, I'm glad I grew up in the '80s. Oh, back I home, I... you know, yeah, it was sort of like, yeah, kids yeah. get hurt. I wish I grew up in the 80s. I grew up in the 90s. I feel oh, like that I wasn't got, too bad. Uh, I, mean, I feel like I get gypped, though. Like, I watch Stranger Things, and I'm like, oh, I wish I could have grown up then. <laughs> well, honestly, though, it's it's one of those things where it, it wasn't until, I think, or at least in my opinion, the cell phone came out. And not even so much the cell phone, but the, the cell phone with entertainment possibilities. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's when just <laughs> everything started to change. <laughs> But uh, I don't know. It's it's kind of funny. You see those old pictures of uh, people put memes up of, you know, it'll be a picture of somebody's house and then five bicycles or, you know, strewn about the yard. And it'll be like, you know, share this if you are want to say this is how we used to know where everybody was in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. You know, (laughs) so I don't know. I know. Those ones is like. If you're old enough to get this, like share yeah, it. Yeah, some right. stupid thing exactly. or whatever. Yeah. No, they were good times. It was innocent times. It was. Cheers, Cheers again. Cheers to innocence. Cheers to innocent <laughs> times. Yeah, I, I miss the days you could like just leave your doors unlocked and stuff. Like. Well, we definitely up there. I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of weird, but uh, you know, up in northern Michigan, in these in these small little towns. That's that's pretty common occurrence up yeah. in Maine. You know, there's there's a lot of places that it's still like that, but I I think it's it's the size of the towns that you live in. If you live in a small town, you still get that sort of thing. Yeah. If you don't, then you know you just gotta sort of deal with it. But I've never felt um, compelled to lock my boat unless I'm leaving for weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. Why are you smiling? <laughs> you sneaking on my boat when I'm gone? Taking no. my claws? No, it's just you said it's gonna sound so stupid. Tell <laughs> you me. You said compelled, and so I, I just like rushed back to our like oh, vampire diary word? stuff. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because you recently took a trip, didn't you? Yeah. Do you want to tell us about that trip? Because I've seen it on TikTok. Not it, really. It looks like you too. So, Aaron's sister Amy came to visit and was staying on the boat, and super cool. But you guys took a trip. Please tell us about your trip. Oh, God. Please. <laughs> no one's going to know what I'm talking about. I'm pretty sure they're probably going to know. Remember, people have been in lockdown. They've been watching a lot of Netflix and TV. Oh, God. Okay, so we went to, <laughs> we went to Covington, Georgia, which is where they filmed The Vampire Diaries. <laughs> I feel like one of those Twilight people saying that, but I, I hate Twilight. But. New Moon is the best. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, um, yeah, we went there and we looked all around like the square, and we made this like stupid TikTok video of. It was not stupid. It was well, <laughs> well shot, thought out. So I was impressed. I watched the whole thing. Well, that I mean, and I think I commented too. Oh, so. you watched the whole sixty seconds. Yeah, on TikTok, that's literally the equivalent of watching a two-hour movie. That actually is true. Most people, two seconds in, swipe. Swipe. Don't want that. Yeah, she had this idea of saying, like, um, I I want, when I'm there, I want to make a video of me, like, 
running fast like a vampire. And so I was like, okay. And so I got to thinking and I was like, we can do this, we can do that and whatever. And like everything you see is kind of like from my brain, like every angle and every like thing, like it was breaking the stick. I found that like it's, so I told her like, it's Carrie production. <laughs> like I want to cut 25 cents. Carrie every Productions <laughs> starring Amy. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I want to, I said, I want a percentage, uh, 25 cents. And she's like, okay. And I was like, every view. <laughs> she's like, hey. <laughs> well, what what is this town? I mean, was it, did they film this this show there? I, unfortunately, I have not seen this. Oh, yeah. Like, the whole show, like, revolves around this square in this town, so. And is it, that's a real town? Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Well, in the show, it's in Virginia, but. It's in Georgia. It's actually in Georgia. It's in Georgia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Secret. And so it's kind of a touristy place. Yeah. Um, they actually, the a big thing they all like go hang out like all the time is this like Mystic Grill. So that was actually one of the shots in the video. Like we went up to the roof and I was like, okay, I'm going to kill you here in the video. <laughs> I turn her into a vampire. But, um, and the clock tower is very famous in the show, too. So we're yeah, on the you roof. Guys went, she went all the way up top of that, didn't she? No, no, no. It's just in the shot. Like, oh, oh yeah, gotcha. you can see it. But, um, yeah, <laughs> it's, just, it's really silly. But her and me, uh, her and I just kind of have this understanding that nothing is stupid. So we just do it anyways. No, it's all about together. having fun. Yeah. What are you so we don't like make fun of each other. Like we don't judge each other. We're just whoa, whoa, whoa. We sat. We had plenty of nights around the campfire here at the marina, and there was <laughs> there was a lot of triggering left, right, and center. Maybe uh, for you, but did you see any so between fun. her and I? No. A little sass. No, a little bit. Yeah. I mean that's our little. <laughs> I well, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. It's it's always good, you know. You gotta true friends. I've always said, you know, they. They'll always support you, but they'll also knock you down a peg when you need it. Because yeah. not everybody needs to be always right. Sometimes you got to challenge that yeah. uh, that sort of thing. Sometimes I have a couple too many claws, and she's like, Carrie. Carrie. <laughs> Don't fall in the fire. Do you need that claw? Oh, you do. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Well, but it's wintertime up here, so we're all just trying to get through, you know, South Carolina winter is is mild by Michigan standards, obviously, but there's something about you sort of expect it to be 70 degrees, and yeah. when it's 50 degrees during the day and 30, well, I think last night it got down to 36. You're like, rage. Yeah, yeah. There's this, like, what? Tonight it's supposed to, we have a frost warning again, so... We do. Yep. Oh my gosh. Get ready. Get ready. I'll be in my cockpit with my claws. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, that's that's I in northern Michigan. We used to have. Uh, I was up there for uh, a little bit of when I was finishing up community college, and it was the winter time was just this sort of weird hibernation. You're indoors. We we would go snowboarding and stuff like that, mm -hmm. but it still. The majority of your time was spent indoors, and there was a lot of bush light, and Yuck. you just sort of, we didn't have <laughs> White Claw back then, all right? This is back in the early 2000s, late 1990s. Oh. When men were men, and we drank strohs and bush light, and 
And I was in middle school. You know the only <laughs> the only seltzer we had back then was uh, Zima. Zima, yeah. I got that. You remember that? It was in a show the other day. <laughs> I I still remember one time when I before I was twenty one and somebody I can't even remember who I wish I could because I would call them out right now but they bought us instead of beer they bought us two four packs of Zima. And it was like, four packs. what are these things? Yeah, because they came in four packs. What did it taste like? I always wanted one. Can't even remember. Probably tastes just like claw. I heard them say in the show it was like something like fruity yet like zippy on your tongue. Well, because they, they used to have that and they used to have wine coolers. And wine coolers were like Bartles and James and this stuff. And that... It was it was basically essentially claw, but I think just a little less uh, sparkly, you know, a little less bubbly. <laughs> oh, but um, I don't know. These seltzers have have just taken over for sure. They're I, delicious. They're they're pretty good. But you know, if you wanted to do this on a budget, you'd get a big bottle of vodka, some sort of little flavoring, and just club soda. But again, I don't know if. I don't know if that's on a budget. If <laughs> you go through all that, especially I mean, if you're getting good vodka, but like that last box was eighteen bucks for some reason. Well, it was from a gas. Station. They stuck me for that. Yeah. The other gas station, it was ten. You got to go straight to the source. What's the source? The liquor store. Oh. <laughs> but let's just explain something for our listeners. We have some kind of funny liquor laws down here in South Carolina. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think the liquor stores. I feel like they're open on Sunday, but. Maybe to only like five o'clock, or maybe not at all. Probably not at all. Not at all. But okay, so down here, if you want liquor, you have to go to one of the liquor stores, and it is it closes at seven p.m. every day. Sunday they might not be open. We're not sure on that. We'll get back to you on that. (laughs) You can buy beer and seltzers and things and wines at gas stations and whatnot, but. yeah, if you if you wanted to go get like a bottle of something, you would have to uh, you'd have to be there before seven p.m. and it's just sort of lockdown. I don't know. It's it's kind of crazy. I've never really understood those in Michigan. You can't buy any alcohol before noon on a Sunday, and you can't buy it past two a.m. There's like a cutoff from two a.m. until I don't know six a.m. on a normal day. Oh, okay. Well. That- Noon. I mean, I looked it up. So this one here, they actually open at ten on a Sunday, but they oh, okay. close at three. At three, yeah. yeah. And that's probably the the state state sort of laws. I don't know. It's kind of weird. It, I you know I, I oh crack it. Ooh, what flavor ah. is that? One? <laughs> don't worry, Carrie. This is the nice part about this podcast. You can just have fun with it. I'm like There's trying no to pressure. hide my can to crack nah. it open. <laughs> you just do whatever you want. It's I honestly again. Think about, you know, you're sitting there and you're trying to listen to something sort of enjoyable while you're driving to work. I would listen to Backstreet Boys. Backstreet's back. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I think we were talking about that actually coming home from Covington that I was like, what's a concert you'd want to see like that you saw as a kid, but you want to see now as an adult drunk? I said Backstreet Boys. I've only seen one. Well, I've seen two concerts. Poison back in like 1986. That was your first one, right? That was my first yeah. one. And then I saw Blues Traveler. 
Who? In Chicago. Yeah, who? Oh. <laughs> you said they did a lot of harmonica and all that stuff. It's, you know, it's, it's definitely pretty good. But uh, Sounds like a knee slap in time. <laughs> <laughs> Burn! I like it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lordy. I need another white claw. Um, so <laughs> let's, uh, I guess, keep going on um, ICW down here. Okay. What else? Uh, what other sort of fun experiences did you have? Um, like I like the different like anchorages. Like I, in Virginia, we never really anchored out. We got invited to like a Fourth of July kind of thing, but that was at a different marina. Like eight hours away i want to say mm-hmm. so that was our longest sail at that point and we actually kind of motored half of it <laughs> but, yeah well how do you i mean i guess that's a sort of can you just describe what the icw is yeah yeah okay for yeah. listeners um so basically it's like this where are you going i'm getting the claw he's leaving me <laughs> it's a long waterway that has different towns different obstacle a <laughs> Different towns, different obstacles. Um, you have to. It's actually just basically cheating, not taking the ocean for a lot Ow. of people. Ooh, that looked like yeah. it hurt. You always hit your head on boats. <laughs> um, so different. Yeah, like if you have a motor yacht or you're just not confident, like taking it outside um, all the way down. The ICW is a nice alternative for those people because it runs along the coast. Um. But it's it's totally protected. It's, it's, it's protected. Essentially, it sort of looks like a river. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's a mile wide. Sometimes it's it's like ten feet wide. <laughs> well, it's not that small. It was bad at one point. Not even that far from here. I was going. I think we must have got there at low tide or something. But oh, going through some of the bottlenecks. There's a cut. Um, yeah, that it was five feet, like on each side of us. And I was having to try to stay because the chart wasn't, it was kind of off a little bit. Like it was saying like, oh, you have room, you know, you have depth or whatever. But we were sitting at four and a half feet, like deep. Yeah. And um, so it was five feet on each side. So I was trying to like stay right in the center of that. And I could look over and like maybe a boat length away if that there was mud right there. Like yeah, so yeah. it's it's I was white knuckling that. <laughs> Can be a little nerve wracking. Yes. But it's it's pretty well marked by yeah. by like uh channel markers and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, I mean at only one point there was a channel marker that was kind of like weirdly placed and I got on I mean, actually it might have been just me, but <laughs> I got on the wrong side of it. So I was like, oh, shoot. Um, Because your reds are always on your... Well, it it depends. Where we were. There's that whole red right return, but there's a a direction of voyage that you have to sort of follow. So that only goes when you're you're heading towards the port that you're going towards. If you're actually leaving the port, it's like backwards. So yeah, let's not confuse people. I'm sorry. Carrie. Basically, where we were, the, the red, <laughs> where we were, the red was supposed to be on our starboard side, our right side. Right. Um, and I went on the right side of that, and I shouldn't have. So, but luckily, like there was no. It was deep enough. It was yeah. deep, yeah. And so I was like, oh shoot. What like, else? <laughs> what else are you using to navigate besides your eyeballs? Um, we have Navionics on our phones. <laughs> yeah, and so we have. It's kind of we have a chart plotter, 
But that's kind of like just we don't really use it. Like we look at it and see like if I'm curious, like what kind of big bodies of water around me to figure out like what kind of current's about to come through. Yeah. Like I'll kind of glance at that. Um, but it's not super helpful as like Navionics is. Navionics, uh, for for our listeners, are just basically you can get all the charts and since phones have basically GPS positioning, it's it's the easiest, most I, I think convenient way to navigate, yeah. do pilotage stuff like that, which means coming in and out of ports or being on the intercoastal, and you can have it literally on your phone, and then you can have it on your tablet, mm-hmm. and then you know Aaron can have it on his phone and his tablet, so you have all these backups. It's it's I think far and away the best and easiest solution and probably the safest as far as modern technology mm-hmm. um you know 20 years ago it would have just been laughed at it, w- it would have been treated as just like an extra little bit of caution so to speak um only because people wouldn't have trusted that the iphone was gonna turn on when you wanted it to i can't imagine having done the icw on a paper chart so easy trust me yeah yeah well I'll, I'll sit down with you if you want i can show you uh how how you actually would plan like let's say sailing from the ocean up the 25 miles to get here uh-huh. i can show you exactly how we used to do it and it, it honestly it's just a rudimentary iphone because you would look at the chart mm-hmm. you know while you're out at sea and you're headed in there and you would you would take a little notepad a little piece of paper and you would write down and even draw a little diagram so that you could put that in your pocket so that you could be up on deck and when as things went you could sort of check it off like oh there's buoy number four there's oh. buoy number five and you would go and that would give you complete confidence to always be up on deck and not have to run down below mm-hmm. and you you know if you really got into it because i i learned how to do all that stuff over in england and it was at a time before yeah i know i know <laughs> but it was really good because over there what they always tried to prepare you for was blind navigation Ooh. which means the fog rolls in there's no gps how are you going to find your way from here to there? And there's traffic and there's all this other stuff and there's tides. And so you had to do blind navigation and they would, what they would do is they used to block out all the portholes and you'd have to go down below and tell the people up above, you know, where to go Nuh-uh. and act. Yeah. Yeah. And you would have to go, our, our uh, examiner had us go through and we would we he would say, okay, we're right next to this buoy. Get us up to this one, and the next one's six miles away. And I would tell him when to tack. I would tell him when to maneuver, and all this sort of stuff. And then when we, I would have to tell them to be able to pass the exam. I would I would have to basically say, okay, I think the buoy should be on our starboard side now. And they would shout down and be like, yeah, it is. Or if, if they said it wasn't and it wasn't, you basically failed and oh, come back. Yeah, That's actually really neat. <laughs> it is. It, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's not hard. It, it's these little six-minute EPs, estimated positions and stuff. There's a lot of tricks that you learn how to do that quickly. But, yeah. Um, that probably uh, really helped you, though, like in the future. Well, for, for me, 
that stuff i've literally almost never had to use it oh, really? um yeah just because uh, you haven't had to with with the the iphones and all that sort of stuff and plus i i don't i haven't done any sailing in the solent in england which is just it's basically horrific <laughs> to try and sail over you you've got two shipping channels converging around a huge sand bank called brambles bank and then converging going north to southampton and so there's tankers there's hovercrafts there's sailboats there's all this stuff happening the tides are ripping around way faster than they do here and you're trying to sail your boat into all these little tiny marinas plus You've got all these old timey sailors that are judging from above. <laughs> so there's there's a lot of pressure. There really is. Judging um, from above. Yeah, because they honestly like that. If if you want to have a captain's license that really says something, mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I think it it you you have you have something from. Where you had to learn and get examined in the Solent in in the UK, and that definitely means something for sure. Sounds, it's not easy. It's very hard. Seems like a spicy experience. Uh, it, it was not fun. We spent <laughs> two days on a boat. There were four of us with an examiner, and we were sailing from port to port, day and night, never really taking much of a break. And he he made it a uh, a well-known thing that if you screwed one thing up you would fail and have to come back and so uh-huh. we were all just under pressure constant pressure uh it was it was it was exciting but it was it was really not a lot of fun because it's it's just it's a very challenging thing but they they do that because they want to make sure that if you're going to carry uh, a yacht master license it's got to actually mean something so well, yeah, I would, I mean, I would want the person that was in charge of something big to know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So, you know. I actually watched, have you seen that girl, or not girl, woman <laughs> on TikTok that's the captain of, I don't know if it's like ex, uh, celebrity cruises or something like that, or I don't know, one of the cruise lines or whatever. She has her cat in the cockpit with her basically and she's very interesting i forget what um cruises she i want to say celebrity but she's the captain of the ship she's the captain and she she i think i want to say she was one of the i could be wrong i think she was like one of the first captains like female captains of one of the cruise ships but basically now her whole entire team is females like at the bridge oh okay it's very interesting i liked watching her stuff but she was saying one time that there's a there's a window in the floor um, where she stands to watch the dock, like how close they're getting. Yeah. And she's like, why are these dock lines like taking so long at one point? And she realized she was standing over the window in a skirt. So <laughs> so she got a little like carpet cut out cover for the window. <laughs> it's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> They were looking up. Oh, what? That took you way too long. Yeah, well, I didn't. I was like, I'm trying to think, like, well, what? Did the skirt get in the way? She couldn't no, see the dock they line? were looking up her skirt, like, from the dock line. So, hell, obviously, I'm a guy. I did not understand that. <laughs> I at didn't all. see a problem with that. <laughs> well, it's a tough job to get. I, I know back in the day, it was, it was usually, um, captains from like the navy and stuff mm. retired guys who because i you know you're responsible on those big cruise ships you're responsible for like five thousand people oh or yeah whatever yeah and 
That is insane. But she has she has her little naked cat running around and climbing on the controls. Oh, one of those furless yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah. But like all the not a fan. <laughs> I know <laughs> it's like a Yikes. rat running around. But <laughs> I feel like those would be really cute when they're small, like babies. Maybe I don't know. Like a, still like a rat when it's a baby. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to hate on anything, so I won't. But we're gonna get. We're like be making so many people mad with <laughs> no they see that's kind of the nice part right now uh, nobody listens to this oh okay if we get if if we get 110 downloads of this over the next few weeks i'm gonna count that as a win win yeah i don't know it, it's kind of a strange thing is it obviously i only started doing this because everything got shut down and i couldn't do my talks and stuff whoa chunky cloud hey don't make fun of me no I'm not. <laughs> I want this to be a comfortable environment. It is quite cozy. My feet are kind of cold, though. No, I know. Well, I <laughs> the only thing is, if I turn that heater on, it, it'll it'll have this sort of buzzing noise in the background. And I want to know what the story is behind all these like African masks that I see in here. They're kind of um, neat. Some of them are African. Some of them are from Fiji. When my parents went there on their. Um, it was like their 20th or 30th anniversary. Oh. Yeah, yeah. They went down there. And, but there's also stuff from Dominica. I've always tried to sort of grab those little knickknacks from any of the places. Cause it, and it's honestly, it's kind of funny because when I was much younger, in my 20s and early 30s, I had a really adventurous spirit. Was willing to go to any weird, crazy place. Oh, didn't yeah. matter. And I would come back. You know, I've been to Istanbul and things like that. And and now, as I get older, I'm much more hesitant. I mean, obviously, over the last year, it's it's like you can't go anywhere anyway. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm glad I have this stuff because I at least now when I look back, I can sort of say, oh, yeah, I, I went to some places. I saw some cool stuff. I went there. No matter if I'm a big <laughs> wimp and I don't want to go oh. anywhere now because I'm scared of everybody. Ah! <laughs> Boy, bye-bye. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? So what's the deal with the, uh, the picture of the patio furniture? Oh, that, yeah, over the nav station. That is a picture that a friend of mine took from a place called Michigania where I basically, that was the first place I started to teach sailing. And then I started sort of being sort of the sailing director, I guess. And I was there for year after year after year. It was just a summer thing, but had a team of about 10 instructors Mm. teaching thousands of people each summer. It was just so much fun. But that was sort of the little table that, that, was the Everyone centerpiece hung yeah out at. that table has people's you know carvings in it from oh. the 70s so i don't know it was a super cool place and it was one of those places where you know where you work somewhere where you're you just love it so much that mm-hmm. you just want to always make it better you want to hold on to all the traditions mm-hmm. that was that type of place and was it a marina too no, it's not a small inland lake. We had about 100 boats, but they're all 25 feet or less. And uh, most of them were like little beach boats. But in, I think it was like 2004 or five, the actual boathouse that that picture's from fell down. Like it was, it was leaning over because it was 50 years old oh, or whatever. No. And so they built this new one. It looked like just a regular garage. And a, a buddy of mine, Charlie, 
came up about a month early that summer and he and I met up and we basically went through and tried to decorate and paint it exactly the way it had been for the last 50 years. Yeah. And so (laughs) a lot of people that came that next summer didn't even realize that a new building had been put up. So that was pretty cool. I don't know. So, you know, some of those traditions and stuff, they, you know, there's a lot of people that still probably walk into that place and they show their kids it and they're like, you know, I remember when I was a kid walking in here and. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now I'm bringing my kids in and it still looks the same, even though it's a little different, but. That's sweet. You framed it and everything. Oh, yeah. Well, a buddy, <laughs> buddy of mine sent it to me and everything. And I don't know. It was super cool. We had a loft, like a sail loft, a couple mattresses up there. And uh, if you were if you were a little tired at work, oh. you could uh, just what was head the quotations for? Go to sleep. <laughs> well, if you've been up a little late Uh-oh. that night, you know what I mean. <laughs> kind of partying. Well, too much mostly, claws. Uh, well, we didn't have claw back then. Back in my day. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? We used to have uh, Boone's Farm night. You ever heard of Boone's Farm? I have not. Okay, Boone's Farm came, basically it was a, a, a bottle of wine, but it was, I don't know what the alcohol content was, but it was, again, it was basically White Claw without the bubbles. And they came oh. in multiple fruity flavors, and it'd be like, Boone's Farm night! You could drink maybe like two of these bottles, maybe three if you were hardcore. <laughs> that sounds like something you would get sick on. Uh, yeah, probably. I, I, I mean, it's the same as this stuff. The, the, it's... It's, you know, it doesn't taste like beer and it's fruity and it's, it sort of quenches your thirst. I mean, Boone's Farm definitely didn't do that like this stuff. This stuff is literally, uh, magic in a can. (laughs) I guess you could call it that, but it's also terribly, um, addictive. I don't know. I, I'm searching for the word. Carrie. Like you wake up at nine and you crack a claw. And no, you <laughs> don't. Don't do that ever. It's okay. bad. I did. I actually, when I first discovered White Claw, I had a box of them in the, the um, little closet thing in the head, and I was like, I'm really thirsty. Like, oh, that's seltzer water, you know. And so I'd crack one open and be like, glug, 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 you know, delicious. And I'm like, hold on, like this is how. This has alcohol. Like, what am, what am I turning into? <laughs> but then that was the time that I fell in love. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is. It's just one of those things where, I don't know, these things, for me, it's just, if if I get a six-pack or 12-pack of them, they just go down too easy, too fast. I have to I have to really remember to drink, you know, a lot of water while I'm having a couple of these just because. That's what the next day is for. <laughs> oh, such a bad influence. Oh I know. Gosh. I'm like, here, you want another clove? <laughs> nope. I've got one. Thanks, Carrie. <laughs> that one's almost done. You need another. <laughs> All right. Scariest moment so far on the boat. Hit me. Um, Let me think. I do have one in mind. I don't know if it's the scariest. Okay, I have two. But it's going to sound measly to other people especially what to going through a gale in the southern ocean hanging on for dear life thanks for setting me up for failure (laughs) (laughs) yeah i dodged a couple cyclones no big deal let's not brag here you're like man muscles let's not brag no no no. please continue Okay. Oh, the claws. I'm a little distracted by your underwear over the porthole. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. All right, well, let's dive into that real quick. So I tried to, uh, West Sail 32 has a really 
interesting feature. Basically, the walls angle inward, so the portholes, if you try and put curtains on them, unless they have sort of bungees or something like that, the curtains hang too far away from the porthole. They don't block the light. It's kind of annoying. So what I did was I bought some very inexpensive solid color boxer short sort of things. There's uh, three. <laughs> oh, no, I have I have eight because I there are times when I want to block all of it out. Uh, uh, I mean, there's three up. Yeah, there's three up just on the dock side because, I you know, last thing I want is you peeping in here. I'm going to look at night. What's Jerome doing What's over doing? there? I'm going to put my hands on my eyes and look in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. See, I don't want that. Uh, but these, you know, most people don't even notice them. Uh, I did. Well, you uh, yeah, because you've been sitting in here. All right. So, scariest moment. Can we... Okay. Uh, can we move on from just, judging? Just, just <laughs> judging from above. Judging from above. <laughs> that's that's the offshoot podcast. I've always wanted to do it, but it's it's so full of negativity that I don't wanna <laughs> I don't wanna <laughs> pollute our world with any more negativity than's already out there. Sometimes it's fun to poke that fire uh, though. But I wanna be a positive force. <laughs> positive force. Okay. Um scary moment. So positive, you asked me about scary. Um uh okay. So we were, <clears throat> we took the boat out. Oh, we learned to sail on the Chesapeake because it's right by the Rappahannock, Rappahannock, whatever, however you say it. Um, did you break something? No. <laughs> okay. So we, it was a 30, 35 knot kind of day. And we're like, okay, we need to go sailing because we need to experience this on purpose before getting caught in it. Uh, by accident so we went out and it was just choppy like the the anyone who sail like the chesapeake bay it's just choppy like constant like choppy um and that was probably one of my least favorite sails ever because it was just we were healed over so much and I wasn't used to it at that time. Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. I was ready to get off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, looking back, I'm like, oh, that looked kind of fun, you know? <laughs> it always it always looks that way when you're looking back, for sure. But as your first experience, it's kind of like, oh, my God, like, we're going to die. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. So that one was kind of, that was scary for me. But but uh, that was that was training. That so was, tra yeah, Just I mean, it was on purpose. And that, that is a smart move just to to be sort of in a bit of a controlled environment where you know the weather forecast isn't great, but you're not going, you know, 200 miles offshore. Yeah. You're at least going to go and just, just to see how – because you don't want to be caught off guard when you are 200 miles offshore. So good on you for at least going out there and trying it. Yeah, and I think it took about an hour to get from out from our marina and then – back towards the east to like the bridge area yeah and then back towards our marina so it was on purpose um to learn and to feel what it's like like we didn't want to be surprised by it so right um the other time it was a sunny beautiful day <laughs> the clouds were shining on us everything was going my way cannot <laughs> breeze from the northeast yeah so um Something happened whenever we were at Fourth of July trip on our way back home to Deltaville from Salt Ponds. Um, or something with our, our autopilot like messed up. And 
our bow just started spinning to the starboard side. So it was turning right. And out of nowhere, there's just this boom. Like, it was the loudest boom I ever heard in my life. So basically, we accidentally jived. So Oh, right, right, right. I don't know if you want to explain that or people know. Or well, basically, <laughs> the, the mainsail and the boom, big heavy things, went from one side to the other. And, and there's always a big shocking boom when it happens. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it can break stuff. So that, that one wasn't pleasant. And I think I actually did it twice. Um, but I was actually not fully prepared to realize like what was happening um I was still really new at everything I didn't know like oh we're turning like this is bad you know and I didn't realize the wind was from the back like all these different little things that I know now I actually took a video of it like I was like do 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 like we're sailing boom you know so I have that look at all the (laughs) yeah (laughs) boom yeah and the autopilot is like beep 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 like of course you know and I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Boom. <laughs> well, because you guys, did you have any sort of uh, sailing experience or do you sailing lessons on smaller boats or anything? No. Wow, like, you guys just dove right in. Yeah, I we looked on Yacht World and we're like, we want that one. You know? Wow. <laughs> I mean, there were a couple other boats that I one of them we put a bid on and I was like, wait. That one doesn't have like anything I want. It doesn't have AC, doesn't have an enclosure and anything. You know, the traveler or yeah, the traveler's in the cockpit. Like that sucks. So at one point we finally found the one we wanted in Virginia. But um you you would hate being on this boat. <laughs> when when I'm not on the dock. Oh when my I'm sailing. I'm pretty we fine are, right now. <laughs> we are literally bare bones. If the engine's on, it's so loud you have to wear earplugs. If uh, Ears engine's not that loud. <laughs> this engine is so loud. It's I've heard it on the dock. I mean, yeah, on the dock. You should come down below next time I'm running. You'll be like, really? <laughs> really? What? <laughs> what did no, you it's, say? <laughs> it's one of those things where I, I've always uh, I've always sort of prioritize simplicity on the boat Mm -hmm. just because again you know i'm out there doing my thing and the less things that can break the better so did you have all the little like paintings and things and the pictures and stuff like whenever you were going around the world no no i had to i had to pull all the false ceiling down so that i could access all the the bolts and nuts that were you know for all the the fittings that are on the deck and pulleys and stuff so it was really barren there were like bare wires and everything and i ended up putting flags and stuff on top yeah Um, i saw the flag in your one of your videos well and this was a huge uh, shelving unit over here just to store stuff and where we're sitting right now this was just my bunk pretty much everything forward was just a salty disgusting mess <laughs> I mean, it's it was pretty bad but it's it's one of those things i do remember once i got into the south atlantic and it started to warm up i did eh, sort of a nice little 50 percent uh energy um cleaning, cleaning yeah. and and i i have a video that i put on tiktok that is it's great because it's, it's like me like yeah got the portholes open the boat's clean i made my bed oh yeah and, i think i saw that one i mean those were exciting times for me because that's that's sort of what you're looking forward to the whole time you're in the southern ocean is getting out of the southern ocean and back into trade wind sailing so yeah it was cool because and also i was healing over this way so the bunk was on the downwind side, 
I had enough pillows and stuff that I, you know, I'd basically be able to jump in my bed. Wow. And that literally to me, that was, that was unbelievable. Cause I'd come <laughs> down below and be like, I'm going to jump in my bed. Jump in sideways. <laughs> those were, those were my little joys. Cause I didn't have any coffee. I didn't have any like alcohol. I didn't have any, anything. I barely had any food by that point either. Um, but. Or water. Uh, water wasn't too bad. There was a point uh, in the variables. So somewhere around like 30 degrees south in the South Atlantic where I got caught in a, a pretty big rain squall. So I, I caught like 45 gallons in one night. In like a jugs or? Yeah, yeah. You... A little five gallon jerry cans. Okay. Like I have up uh, on the pier there. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. How do you collect that into that? Uh, so what I do is just I use the mainsail. So what? It, yeah. So it, if it sails out, and what I do is I'll put a reef in. So your boat, you have in mast furling, so mm-hmm. it it sort of sucks its way into the mast to to shorten it. On mine, you lower it a little bit, which all of a sudden you form a gutter. Oh. And if I do that, then all of a sudden rain hits it, washes all the salt off, and then everything else. I can just I make a little siphon and then it goes right into it. So you can just sit the jug there and it just kind of pours into it. Yeah, I mean you sort of have to monitor it a little bit. I mean when when it's raining like crazy, uh, I'm literally filling a five gallon jug in thirty to forty seconds, and I've had wow. it where so I I always keep five five gallon jugs on board. The water tanks I have are thirty five gallons each. And so what I do, if I know it's going to just be just raining and I'm out of water, then I'll have my siphon hose down here and I'll run up there, grab a full jug, replace it with an empty one, run down below and siphon that off. And typically by the time that's done, I'm up on top collecting a new jug and I it's just moving and shaking, moving and shaking. And I don't know, one of the cool things that I realized on my trip after after the water pump broke and I sort of had to resort to that it just changed my outlook completely on what rain was cuz normally on on a boat especially I mean think about it here in a marina when it's raining you're We're like, like uh, uh, yeah. dang it <laughs> uh, stop raining why is it raining out there <laughs> it was literally the greatest thing in the world it was Yes, it's raining. Oh, ooh. And I would just try and take advantage of it. Day, night, it didn't matter. Lightning, thunder, I didn't care. It was like rain is coming from the sky. It was great. And I don't know. It, it is it's it's such an interesting thing where you have these these sort of necessities that we all take for granted. And yeah. then when they get taken away from you, all of a sudden you you figure out how you you can get that naturally without just like buying it and then all of a sudden that whole thing it changes it just changed rain for me it changed like a a crummy day to turn into something that was just so awesome for the remainder of my trip which was like another six months or whatever so i haven't had rain really change for me but i know what you're saying like whenever we lived in hawaii um it's like wash down it's it's like we took we would okay so we would we lived in hawaii for a couple years and we would take trips back home to dallas and the second you land in dallas and you start that car ride like back through the highways and stuff 
Like you're like ill. Like it's so dry. Is <laughs> no, ah. no, it's, it's just like <laughs> it was a concrete jungle, like compared right. to Hawaii. So you oh, come yeah, from this geez. place, it's just flourishing. It feels alive. There's like when it rains, it doesn't rain. It just like sparkles on you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. And everything's just so happy and. I don't know how to explain. Basically, Hawaii is its own element. But whenever you would come back to like a city, it was just like, you know, all this concrete, all this highways, all this just like people are angry. Like no one's saying, hey, uncle, auntie, cousin, whatever, you know. Well, yeah, I, I, island life is, yeah. is definitely different. And, and I think it, it's it's very similar to small town living, mm. you know, where where you actually have a community of people that's in it together. Yeah. I guess, you know. Uh, I mean, you all know that you're surrounded by an ocean out there, I guess. And so I Well, in Hawaii, I mean, much like some of the Caribbean islands, it's just strikingly beautiful. You've yeah. got this constant contrast between a green lush island, beautiful blue ocean. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it is it's something else, but uh, island life has its drawbacks as well. We don't, I don't really want to get into it, but um yeah. No it snakes. Is. No snakes. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Do they still check like the planes like crazy when you go over there? I don't know. I know that they. Um, all it takes is one. Well, well I, mean, I guess all it takes is two. Some that yeah, are that are hot on each other. They're like, <laughs> come here, snake. Snake love. <laughs> <laughs> they would find like the random like random snake going across the street or something. They'd be like, who did this? You know, really? They'd catch them. Yeah. So they do have snakes. It's a felony if you bring one. I oh, heard. like oh, like as a pet or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If you try to sneak one in or whatever. <laughs> Crazy. But anyways, it it's just <laughs> anyways yeah, having like that just beauty, and I guess w- it would kind of be the same with like the ocean, and then coming back to like just something completely Lame. contrast. Oh yeah. It's just like you're like ill. <laughs> well it's, it's a little hard for me just because typically by the time i'm coming back to land i'm I'm pretty excited to see people because i've been alone and i i do wonder what it would be like to be on a boat with you know three or four people or whatever mm. and we're all having our good times and then we get back to i you know i, I don't know it, it's i think i think it, it says a lot about moderation of things where too much of one thing is too much yeah you got to sort of mix it up a little bit. And... I would love to go on like a trip with like just like you said, like three or four friends or something. That I mean, know what they're doing, but I mean, I know well, at least one person. That see, that's the beauty yeah. of sailing. I think is that you can. I would feel totally confident on you know a boat twice this size if I was the only one who knew what the heck I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody else never sailed before. I could take six people with me, and we go do the caribbean and for a whole winter no big deal it'd be it'd be an absolute blast and just see what people get into because you you learn along the way because sailing is something that is being done 24 hours a day so oh, yeah. you, you know at any time i took a um one of my appalachian trail buddies that i met there uh, back in 2012 he came with me on the trip from here to maine last year mm-hmm. and 
it, at first, I was like, oh, my gosh, this guy keeps asking me questions. <laughs> oh. Don't shut up. Like, He's listening. What have I done? <laughs> Bojangles, it was the best. Don't even worry, brother. <laughs> but after a day or so, all of a sudden, you know, it, it was. It was really cool because all of a sudden I had this person who was just so excited about everything. The stuff oh. that I was, you know, a squall comes in. Normally, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Now I got to do something. I'm trying to read my book here. Doesn't the ocean know that? And then, you know, now I got Bojangles on there. And as soon as I trained him up, he'd, I'd be like, all right, well, you're going to change that head sail, bud. And he would just be like, yeah, I'm on it. Just like I used to be when I first started until, you know, when you change the head sail 10,000 times and you start to get a little over it. You get to be that salty old sailor. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's what the future holds. I, I don't really know, but. But hey, we're we're getting over an hour here. I know uh, I don't want to I don't want to keep you too long, but I do want to get into just a little bit because this is sort of the the focal point, I guess, of of this podcast. Is, I'm scared. <laughs> is is what I like to call shucking off normal life, the rat race. See you later. Oh, I'm going and I'm gonna live an adventure. What got you into that? Because that's what you have done. That is what you have done. <laughs> I think YouTube. Um, whenever I used to work at a hospital, and I was the person that was basically landing the emergency helicopters coming in, oh, wow. and then transporting the even the kids across the bridge to the kid hospital, child children's hospital. We're gonna have a part two coming up. <laughs> Don't even worry about it. So I did that, and. People were like, oh, what do you do for a living on your boat? You know, how do you make money? And I'm like, I don't. You know, <laughs> like I can't bring, I can't integrate that into boating. Like you, for to do that kind of work, you need to be somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So we're just basically living on savings right now. But um, yeah, we always look for odd jobs and stuff. But leaving all the, like, is that thing vibrating? Oh. Okay. <laughs> Leaving like the house behind, like selling everything, like it was just freeing, I guess. Like, yeah. Like I'm like I have all this stuff. What like what is this stuff bringing to me in my life, you know? So I just we had I well, I had um about 3 garage sales and then just donated all the rest of it and just got rid of like everything. Even when I go into a store now, I'm like that's super cute. I don't need it. I don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. I can't have it anyways because, you know, I, those, you know, those big wooden chairs are adorable. Where would I put it? You right. Know? <laughs> right. So, or that big glass bowl. It's amazing. Like, mm -mm. well, it is. I, it, it's really interesting the, the sort of culture we sort of live in of, of, I, I almost feel like we're, we've been just advertised to, to a point where you need. there is just this feeling like, oh, oh, if I get that, that's going to be awesome. Where in reality, it's just it's going to be another hassle thing that you mm -hmm. have. And I mean, I'm not saying I'm some sort of minimalist. I love my little stuff that I've got around. Have being on a boat helps to really, you know, hinder the ability to be like, oh, I'd love to have a rocking chair. Yeah. You know, no. <laughs> yeah. Where are you gonna put it, there, guy? Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. It is. It's pretty interesting. Where so, so you guys were just just feeling like it's time to change it up. 
Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it's kind of a sad story. I I lost my mom in 2014 suddenly and then my dad in 2018. But oh, those geez. 4 years at one point I moved to Hawaii in 2016. So, I actually moved my dad out there. I was like, "Dad, retire like come with me you know yeah and he's like uh you know i don't know i was like no dad retire like he was his health good at that point um it was he was on the fence like he was a diabetic so he was kind of like i would get calls like hey your dad you know like his sugar was low at work again today like he and whatever and so he was on the fence and so i didn't want him to retire and then sit at home and just waste away so I was like, you retire, and you come out here with me. So I flew him out there to Hawaii, and I took care of him. And I, he did that? Yeah. And this How, how old was he? He was, um, he was 71 when he passed away. So I think he moved out there when he was about 69 or 69. 70, wow. somewhere in there. Yeah. And so he, he had a good amount of time out there. and He liked it? Yeah. Like, <laughs> he had never, this guy could not swim at all didn't right. know how never learned and so i me and my friend out there we slapped him in a life jacket and like took him out in this like lagoon and stuff and we had that one of those full face like snorkel things so it went yeah. too hard on him and he this guy was snorkeling in a lagoon in hawaii for the first time and so Just to carry there's fish <laughs> yeah. there are fish and he loves fish oh <laughs> that's life um but yeah he he loved it and he got to see like you know, the Pearl Harbor stuff and Waikiki, like just everything. And we go out all the time and I take him to movies and just every little thing we could do. Um, unfortunately, their health care is very. No, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's island. Right. Um, so, I mean, at one point, his cardiologist specialist was sitting in a lawn chair in the office. <laughs> so right, right. I was like, maybe, you know, I hate to say it, but it's time to go back, you know, and. So we got him back to Fort Worth and everything. And how he, how long was he over there? Um, I think about a year he was over wow. there. So yeah. So he got to huh. see a lot. <laughs> that's that's so great, Carrie. That's yeah. literally, that's so great. Yeah, and I I really I wish I could have taken my mom over there. She used to joke about Carrie's move. She wants to move to Hawaii, so she's gonna take me with her and stuff. And I'm like, okay, you know. And I was still in college at that point, but. Now I have actually both their ashes in box, and I want to take them that that box to Hawaii to let them go. Because my mom always teased me about taking her with me, and, and my dad had the best time of his life there, so I feel like that's just appropriate. Yeah, yeah. So, oh heck yeah. But yeah, and, and it's a good reason to return to Hawaii for you. That's true. <laughs> Not bad. I really miss it. But yeah. Wow, that's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. That's I, you know, that's that's just really i don't know that, that makes me want to like call my parents and be like hey <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys want to do let's do it yeah like anything like uh, i would give anything to call them but i just feel like if you have time with your parents like like don't take that for granted at all because you're gonna make me cry <laughs> But, That's yeah. all right. I won't judge you. I, I <laughs> called my dad last night. Oh. I usually talk to my mom at least at least once or sometimes like three or four times a week, depending. 
I know sometimes they're they're older, they can be annoying, and like they're your parents and stuff. But I don't know. It's just why well, you know honestly, <laughs> I and I, I think you'd probably relate to this too. I there was some point where I think in my thirties, and maybe it had to do with something about you know working in the hospitality thing and and working at resorts, but. I remember sitting down talking to my brothers when we would go up to Michigan and visit my parents. And yeah, I mean, sometimes, yeah, it's like, ah, oh, geez. Yeah. Is, oh. But I remember going up there one time and, and we sort of had a brother's meeting and I was just so used to always trying to get my staff to just be like, guys, we really just want to make every minute count for these people who are here on vacation. That's our job. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a meeting with my brothers and be like, all right, guys. It's all about just juicing up mom and dad. We gotta make sure they're having the best time. We gotta, you know, be up there, you know, cocktail hour, having fun. Let's make dinner. Let's mix it up because eventually they're gonna go to bed, and then we can go downstairs. Yeah, and you know, do our own thing. But if they're up, let's let's really juice them up. And I I think you you did that tenfold by taking the old man down to freaking Hawaii. So that's awesome. Yeah, and then whenever we did end up moving back to Texas. We had to come in at California to drive our cars back to Texas. We had them shipped. So we went through Las Vegas. (laughs) And I think that was my dad's first time going through Vegas. So we were there about a week, I think. It was a little bit too much for Vegas, but we were there. Yeah, isn't that like a two-day town? Yeah, I mean, but we had to wait for our cars and stuff. So we just took a rental there. I don't remember the whole logistics, but basically... I got my dad like the gummies in Vegas and <laughs> and I I like would wheel his wheelchair around like everywhere we went and he had a Long Island in the first time in forever. Well, a, a Long Island iced tea. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, Cuz he didn't drink cuz he was diabetic and stuff. So we oh, had to be yeah, really true. really careful, but he's like I think I just want one. I, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he kind of knew like he was going downhill and stuff, but right. he just wanted to live. And I'm not going to take that from him. Heck no. Are you <laughs> kidding me? I was like, I'll get you one. <laughs> I know, right? But I would take him to like the old strip, like the Fremont. And there was this, these two girls. They were like the Vegas showgirls and stuff. So they did a little pose with him while he's in his wheelchair. Oh, my gosh. They're so funny pictures, but. He's like sitting there. He's like doesn't know what to do. Yeah, right. He's probably just so excited. He's yeah. just like, make the moment last. <laughs> and this another is awesome. Yeah, another couple of girls had like their um their boobs like painted like Batman symbols or something. <laughs> but they were like it, Vegas. I mean, it was just paint. And so one of them like climbed in his wheelchair with him, like hugging on him and stuff. And you could see on his face, he's like, "What is? What do I do?" Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> But that that was a fun time for him too, even though we were coming back. But he's he enjoyed all that too, and just oh, showed that? him different things. Me? Yeah, but that got really sad. <laughs> oh no, no, that's honestly like that's that sounds to me just like amazing and good on you for doing that. Jeez, that's an Australian term. Good on you, man. Good on you. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I mean think about it. The majority of people just throw their old folks in uh, some old home somewhere oh, and just sort of forget about them. But Never, yeah. shame on you, whoever does that. Yeah, Jeez. don't forget your daddies and mamas. Exactly. They didn't forget you, did they? 
Oh. Well, maybe who knows? So I mean, we, that's the thing. That's where judging from above goes goes wrong because <laughs> you know some kids are like, "Well, my dad, you know, left me in the car. Was, yeah, <laughs> they forgot me all the time." <laughs> all right. Well, you're out of claw. I'm almost out of claw. This has been phenomenal. Was it was it hard? Are you mad that you did this? No. No, you're not. I really didn't want to at first. I know you didn't. <laughs> it took a lot to get you down here. I, I'm. Yeah, you drove me to the store and clawed me up. Yep, that's what it that's was. That's right. That's right. We had to, I had to, I had to lubricate things, but <laughs> oh, it's pretty fun, right? You know, we get in here and we, we have a nice chat. Yeah. I, I've always found, honestly, with some of these podcasts, you remember when you were like a teenager and you'd have conversations, long conversations about just, you know, Anything. Anything. God, religion, end of the world, all these things that seem to matter so much. And then, you know, those sort of kind of peter out. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, when, when all of a sudden you stick a microphone in your in your face and sit down with somebody one-on-one, mm-hmm. all of a sudden you have like this long conversation. And they stay off their phone. And everybody <laughs> stays off their phone. Yeah, yeah no, it's true. It, it's totally true. I'm so mad at that thing. Yeah. In this wintry, cold place, it's it's ugh, it just grabs me, and I grab it, and then I look at it, and I'm like, "What? I'm just wasting my time." But whatever. Well, you're Don't very want it popular on TikTok. Well, you know, TikTok is uh, it's actually been kind of nice because I started sort of putting a lot of the videos and things like that out yeah. on all sorts of stuff, and there's never any real reception for it. And then yeah, I put stuff on TikTok, and it just sort of i i wouldn't even say it did it didn't explode by any means but to yes, have it did. no i mean you know if you explode on that you get millions of followers and <laughs> I, I definitely don't have that but it, it's just been nice honestly the the coolest part is that it's very rare to find any sort of demeaning or hateful comments or anything like that it's been mostly positive stuff and questions and i try and answer them and all that sort of stuff i don't know it, it's it, it it made me go to the point where I, I kind of wanted to just make a video to, like, thank all the people that are followers. You know what I mean? I mean, lucky you. Yeah. Oh, I, no, I know. It's, it's I definitely the bad. exception. I know, I know. And and a lot of people do. I mean, you know, we, we had our yeah. buddy who uh, <laughs> who started getting way too political. Now his account is gone. But uh, I don't know. Anyway, so. R.I.P. Yeah, right. <laughs> your social media. Later, Chasky. Oh, man. Hopefully you're doing good out there, buddy. I'm sure you're going to listen to this podcast. We miss you. I don't know where you are. Don't call me. <laughs> Just kidding. You can call me. It's totally fine. Um, but, yeah, other than that, um, I don't know. Maybe we'll do a part two. There's. I would like to hear a little more about the old uh, landing helicopters on hospitals. Oh, I'll bet you have a thousand stories. It's not that interesting. It got yeah, pretty rudimentary bet. Yeah, after bet a while. for you it did. You know what? <laughs> I say the same thing about sailing around the world, and That's people look true. at me like, are you kidding me? <laughs> so anyway, well, I, I will say to end things off, I'm, I'm glad to have you guys as, uh, as doc mates here. They're literally five feet away. The best. That's what I am. It's, it is. <laughs> you know, anytime I'm feeling low, I see Carrie out there hanging in her cockpit. I go right over there and... <laughs> What's up, Carrie? What are you doing? I don't know how she puts up with me. It's true. But pretty soon, <laughs> once it warms up and I'm outside of my boat all the time, then she'll get really annoyed. But that's okay. That's coming. 
good things to look forward to. I'll embrace <laughs> it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Carrie, for coming on. And uh, yeah, if we want to do a second one, you just let me know. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to take another box of claws. Oh, there we go. All right. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in.